after years on the road, Timmy parked the van and picked up the mic to bring you this podcast that features interviews with people from hardcore to hair metal. This is Talk To Me with your host, Joshua Toomey. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Talk To Me. This is episode 197. The guest this week is Phil Dimmel of Violence and formerly of Machine Head. And how this interview came together was so crazy. I woke up this morning not knowing I was going to speak to Phil Dimmel. And then around noon, I get a text message from Rob Rivera of Nonpoint asking me if I want to speak to Phil Dimmel. And I was like, well, hell yeah, I want to speak to Phil Dimmel. I got an email a few minutes later and... Like a couple hours after that, I was interviewing Phil Dimmel, and we talked so much about the violence reunion shows coming up, his exit out of Machine Head, his playing with Slayer, and so much more. What a great, great interview, and I uh, had so much fun talking to Phil. And it doesn't really look like Phil's done a lot yet uh, interview-wise. Uh, myself, Jose Mangan, and uh, Decibel Magazine's like what I see so far. So a lot of this stuff really hasn't been out yet. And from what, you can, from what I can tell from what he says... Uh, he kind of had a gag order on him during his machine head time, so he was ready to talk. So this is a lot of fun, so sit back, relax, enjoy this episode of Talk To Me that is brought to you by our good friend down in Atlanta, Georgia, that is Scott Bowling with the Good Company with Bowling. Looks like he just released his episode with Morgan Rose. Make sure you are checking it out over on YouTube. Search out Good Company with Bowling or scottgoodcompany.com and let him know that the Talk To Me podcast sent you. You guys can always rate and review the show over on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you have. And you can go to patreon.com slash talk to me, pick a tier and support the podcast monetarily. And that would be much appreciated. With that being said, let's check out some classic machine head. Let's talk to Phil Dimmel. Let's get Rob Rivera's pick from the kit. And then I will talk to you momentarily. You are listening to talk to me.
All right, guys, we have the mighty Phil Dimmel on the line, man. How you doing, Phil? <laughs> uh, not feeling so mighty. I'm getting beat up by my two-and-a-half-year-old, so he's down for a nap. <laughs> so good, good. Thanks for having <laughs> me, man. Cool. Have you uh, turned off, uh, was it a baby shark and daddy shark and put him to bed? Uh, no, he's all about baby Einsteins, man. So it's actually a pretty cool show because there's lots of classical music and cool art, so it's the one he's hooked on and my uh my four-year-old came home from uh daycare yesterday or the day before singing the cha-cha slide so we uh turned it on and uh had a, a dance party last night you missed out on <laughs> oh man you know i am not familiar with the cha-cha slide so maybe in another year and a half yeah well i, I mean i guess you haven't gone to a lot of weddings it's just a it's a wedding <laughs> song it's actually uh, one of those like you know um, some sort of weird hip hop line dancing, you know, nonsense. Oh. You know, what they, where they give you the instructions to, you know, stomp your feet and clap your hands. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The right, right foot. Yeah, I think yeah. they play that. We, me, and, me and the wife own a bar, and sometimes they play that song. On right. So it's. I get you. No, all right, I got you. <laughs> well, good stuff, man. Uh, one of the reasons we're we're talking is, uh, you know, you're you're uh, resurrecting violence for a couple of shows, and um, the one thing that I noticed, even just in my social media timeline stuff, was when the initial uh, leaking of the show was was talked about, people flipped out, and then obviously when the tickets went on sale, people flipped out, and you had to add a second show, and looks like. Both shows, both shows are sold out. So uh, obviously, there's a high demand for this. It's it's pretty crazy, and uh, I mean, in the Bay Area especially. So I mean, that's that's the one place where we we did so well back in the day, and not so much outside of the Bay Area, but here we did we did really well. And uh, I got a text from Sean, the singer, who had, you know, last I'd really seen him was a year previous. Uh, and he had a liver transplant and we did this benefit for him and, uh, it was looking really, really skinny and gaunt and uh, had some complications. So he was, <laughs> you know, I didn't know if I was ever going to see him again, let alone playing a band with him again. So it was a pretty surprising phone call to get from him wanting to do a show. And I even had to ask myself, are you talking about doing like a violent show or are you talking like, like going to movies or, you know, what are you talking about? And, uh, so he said he was up for it. So we, uh, we contacted the dudes and, uh, got, if we didn't want to aim too high, you know, we were like, well, let's just think of where we could do it. We don't want to, you know, overshoot what we think we're worth or what we could do. And so we kept it pretty, we were, we're looking for, there's an old, uh, venue in the area called Ru Ruthie's Inn back in the days. It's where, you know, Exodus and, you know, even Slayer and Megadeth and Metallica there, you know, and, um, so we want to keep it that vibe, that real local kind of punk rock vibe, kind of just low key. And, uh, we threw tickets on sale without even asking, announcing any support. And, uh, I got a call from the, the promoter maybe about four hours later. And he's just, Hey man, you know, this thing's going to sell out here like really quick, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. what do you want to do? And it, so we, uh, the show was set for a Saturday. So I said, man you know not even really talking to the band i'm all is the friday night open you know <laughs> i said no the friday night isn't open but the next day is sunday and i look at the calendar it's palm sunday and i'm just thinking oh man you know instantly in my head i'm all the palm sunday massacre you know it's uh trying to trademark this thing like in the back of the day you used to have the right. the exodus and suicidal the summer slam and you know the day <laughs> on the dirt and all these clash these of the cool titans yeah, and, yeah yeah you just you just 
uh, it, I'm just feeling that old school vibe with this. So I said, let's let's see if we can do the Sunday and do it like we're going to do like a matinee show. So have doors at like two, and if people are coming from out of town, we can, you know. And the promoter was into it. The band was kind of like, oh man, you know, I don't know. We could. Well, are you guys, you know, really? What are you waiting for? It's like we, the guy, the promoter is guaranteeing a sellout for the second show. You know, so we put the tickets up on sale and within minutes they're just, they're just gone. Cause we announced this time we announced people were upset that, Hey, I didn't get it. I'm not even on Facebook or Instagram or something <laughs> right. like that. So, you know, I didn't get a chance. So we give them 10 days notice. Okay. Tickets going on sale this Saturday at eight o'clock, you know, no, no excuses. And they were just gone. It's insane. A lot. I see a lot of fans are traveling in. I was, I was, you know, looking at a few uh, forums and things like that today. And, even looks like you know people are traveling probably from all over the world uh, to come see this. Um, when you were out touring with Machine Head, how often and how bizarre? How like uh, what was like the strangest place you guys went to that people came up and wanted to talk to you about violence? Oh well, you know, I I would get it not all that often, but but you know it's 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 funny how it becomes like the trendy thing to say oh yeah i've been a fan since the violence days where you just kind of go man you weren't even alive back then <laughs> you know it's <laughs> right. like come on it, it it might be the cool thing to say but then you have people that have the patches and they know the songs that um you know there's there's people in russia that were you know talking about violence and people down and especially in south america where i think it was a big underground thing and um, it's just really cool to see this 40 year old band, you know, <laughs> getting run again. So it's pretty crazy. And I did read that, you know, you don't have too many plans for, for shows outside of the uh, Oakland area. Um, you know, with all of this kind of coming up now is it, or talks about maybe, you know, uh, California West coast tour or, you know, doing some stuff like that. Yeah, there is. There is. We've been getting uh, as uh, word gets out of of the demand here, and you know, I it's going to be different all over the world. You know, the demand in the Bay Area was was always one thing, but everywhere else it was always kind of sporadic and just not really consistent. So I have been getting offers for festivals overseas and you know shows back east and one offs here and there. Uh, we're not going to be a band that's able to tour. Uh, guys are tied up with jobs and family commitments and stuff like that. And, um, it'll be special one-off shows. So, uh, I see us doing that. We're about to announce our first ever overseas show. Uh, I think next week we've got an announcement coming for that. So we've accepted a festival overseas and, um, we'll be doing some stuff that's convenient for us to do on like on the weekends or like an extended weekend type thing. You had talked about doing a uh, a violence album in 2003 after you had joined Machine Head, and it, you had, you had said that Rob wanted to keep kind of the violence and the Machine Head not, and kind of squash it, not even talk about it. What do you think that was that that kind of kept him from from wanting to celebrate his past and uh, almost kind of hide it? I think that in the, when Rob quit violence, he wanted to make Machine Head happen on his own, on its own wheels. He didn't want to be formally a violence. He didn't want to have any of that stigma attached. And, uh, I get that. And I, I can understand that. I, uh, when before, right before I joined machine head, I was, uh, doing the violence reunion stuff. We did the thrash, the Titans. We we're, you know, doing, 
uh, one-offs here and there. We did a little West Coast tour with Halford and Testament, and uh, I was gearing up to write a record, a violence record. So that was in the mix, and we were gonna we were set to you know write it and record it and get it done. Uh, then I joined Machine Head, and we were uh, going to record. It wasn't set. We were set to record like down the road a little bit. And so I joined under the premise that, Hey, you know, I got this violence record that I'm going to do, you know, and they all understood it. And then our recording for machine head kind of popped up and it was just kind of told to me that, yeah, you're not going to do the violence record. Uh, um, you know, it was, it was pretty much like, well, the, you know, the 25 guys who wanted all the message boards, you know, it's, there's no real demand, you know, there's no real right. demand for it anyway. So, and I get it though, you know, it's, it's, it's machine heads got this all important record, you know, nobody wanted to sign the band where machine head was unsigned. Nobody wanted us. Uh, so we're Roadrunner Europe, not, not even the States took a flyer on us and they were just like, okay, you know, so there's, there's a lot of pressure. I get it. Uh, as we moved on, but you know, I still in press when I was allowed to do press, uh, wasn't, it was a big, it, it was a big deal for me to even mention violence to the point of just, you know, mandated, don't talk about, don't talk about that band anymore. And then it finally got to the point to where you're not doing any press anymore. <laughs> well, I did find that hard to, uh, or uh, it was very hard to find interviews with you today to kind of, uh, you know, see what had been said, what hadn't been said. So, but then I noticed you, yeah. did, you did like, uh, <laughs> like, like Jose Mangan recently. And then, you know, the decibel magazine stuff. So, I mean, it looks like you're popping up and, uh, and getting to do a few things. Yeah. Yeah. The Jose thing aired and kind of opened up with him a little bit. So I, I didn't remember entirely what I said and we only have serious, I'm not saying anything that isn't true yeah. and you know, I'm not, I got a bad mouth, the breakup or him in a sense. I think he's an amazing musician and the times I had a machine head were awesome. The last two years just weren't, you know, and, uh, we just didn't work as people anymore. The one thing I noticed in the, in, in Rob's kind of uh, video apology to you guys is, you know, he kind of, kind of paraphrasing and it, I didn't watch it recently, but I mean, what I, what I came away seeing from it was that he almost wanted to apologize to you guys for kind of veering off the path too far. Um, you know, what, what do you think that was, you know, and what do you, maybe from the inside, what was that, that, uh, that you felt that he strayed too far from the path for? I think he strayed from the path of being a band. You know, he, he stayed on his path. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that he, uh, instead of us being on the same path or asking to be on the same path, it just, it just became, uh, this is what we're doing. And <laughs> pretty much it wasn't, you can, you can take off if you don't like it, but it was just like, this is what we're doing. So at the end, uh, there was a lot of, you know, material that I, you know, I hate, I hate that record. I hate the last record. I, you know, there's, there's moments of what I wrote that I like. And then they mix, like I wrote all the, most of the music to California bleeding, but then he wrote the lyrics on top of it that I just wished that like, man, I, I don't even want this record. on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> wow. me and Dave, me and Dave talk about like, you know, parts that's like, fuck, I wish I could take my rips back and just, you know, <laughs> no, that isn't what we want them used for. So, um, 
so I think I think in that sense it just became a Rob Rob Flynn solo project, and that isn't what I signed up for. And uh, the last two years were basically collecting a paycheck, and uh, you know I I just couldn't do that. The stress and all the all the talks and all the all the can't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't stand there, don't say this, don't point when you you know don't sing the words to the audience, don't wear this point, all white know. outfit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, the white outfits, you know, I was there was there was a period like before the record started where I was just playing ball. It's just like, all right, you know, I'm showing up to work. Tell me what to play. Here's uh <laughs> tell me what to wear. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be the squeaky wheel. I had uh No, so would you say that the, you know, the kind of the video Facebook Live apology that he did was kind of too little too late or, you know, was that stuff ever said to you directly? Um, the way I remember it, the final talk that we kind of had, I think that, uh, hmm, you know, I, I didn't get the, huh, I don't want to speak out of turn here. So I'm going to choose my words pretty carefully. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that personally, I'll only speak for me. I think that Rob was just as done with me as I was with him. I think that it was a like, uh, you know, uh, well, maybe we can go to therapy, but there's, there's, you know, I think it's just kind of like things that are just being said, just to like, hey, we both know this is over. Uh, you were just, I was, I think I kind of did him a favor by you know, not having him have to fire me. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he believed that, you know, I think that I believe that he believed what he said and I, you know, and he knows what's happening, but it's, it's just the way that he's running things now. And so, you know, it just didn't work anymore. From what you gather, will there continue to be a machine head? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I, there was, there was never a doubt in my mind that there, that he wouldn't, especially in my position, I think that the guitar p- position for that band would just be a plug and play situation. Get somebody up there. And, you know, I, I contributed heavily to, uh, material. Mm-hmm. So, um, but in the end it's, you know, Rob wants to do what he's going to do. So I don't know how much that would be a factor. Um, you know, those last, the, the records that I contributed to, or what was it? One, two, three, four, five records. Well, actually, four. I'm not going to count the last one. <laughs> uh, but the four, the, the the first four that I joined, you know, would look well. No, not ashes because I didn't really contribute that much to that. So start over. Black and Ink, Locust. Two uh, two absolute song. masterpiece albums, by the way. Right on. Well, I mean those those records look entirely different without my contributions to them. So I think that you know him continuing in the sense that you know that he is now, I think losing Dave McLean is a huge, huge blow. Mm-hmm. I think that he was such, such a part of, uh, of that, that process. And, you know, finding somebody's not going to be easy, but it's never been a doubt in my mind that he'll find two people to, uh, probably just be hired guns. You know, I don't think that he wants to take on the, the headache of the corporation and all that. And, 
um, continue. That's what he, that's what he knows. This is what he knows how to do. And this is what he's good at, man. He's an amazing musician. He, he's great with notes and song select and note selection and melodies and layering stuff. And he's got Jared with him. Who's fucking, I think is the, the best musician in when I was in the band. The guy is, is classically trained and knows theory and can sing his ass off and can play. And, you know, I think that uh, definitely continuing. You know, I've always thought the Machine Head, you know, I, I grew up playing music. I, I got to tour and all that good stuff. And Machine Head, to me, has always been like the perfect band, like like especially like the Locust and stuff like that. Like, you know, there's not a bad note on those albums, you know, and uh, start to finish. And, yeah. you know, even Rob's voice, you guys is, you know, twin guitar stuff and Dave's playing all that stuff. So. Uh, so, yeah, I've always I've always appreciated Machine Head for a quote unquote perfect band. So. Right on. Well, yeah, and the Locust was, you know, I wrote, I think, 25% of the whole record, including lyrics. So that's that's that record is is probably the nearest and dearest to my heart. Is it came at a, at a at a time when I was really fighting for custody of my son, and uh, so you, you read through a lot of those lyrics, and there's a lot of a lot of my heart is poured out through that we kind of talked earlier you know where where you came in after aru and logan and um you know you kind of came in in a downtime in machina i mean there was that was really definitely a downtime in the band you know there was uh coming off of mm -hmm. uh, uh supercharger and now everybody loves the burning red but you know the burning red kind of kind of took the band in a, in a crazy turn um <laughs> <laughs> what do you think uh what do you think took him so long to ask you to join was it the violence connection or was it uh you know him just kind of wanting to do something on his own yeah i think that you know in the, in the early days of violence there was uh eternal nightmare came out and on the back of it it's it's plastered you know all music by phil demo and you know <laughs> phil demo's god being yelled at our at our concerts and me getting you know so much credit for you know i did write almost that entire record and uh so it, it was a shadow that he needed to come out of and um you know he uh i was definitely put in my place when i joined the band but I also wasn't available, you know, I was married at the time and I wasn't, you know, going to be in a touring band. And, you know, when Aru took off, it was just kind of like, I was just going to join for a couple of weeks and do a couple of week dates and be done with my musical career, you know, and, uh, was going to quit music and be with my wife and, you know, um, so when I came home from that tour, that two week tour, the marriage went to shit and it's just like, all right, well, fuck, you know, Machina, do you need, what do you think about me joining? <laughs> you know? So I think it was just, just an all a, a timing thing. I don't think it was really, by that time, the violence thing had kind of, you know, it was 10, 12 years removed. And, um, I think that, uh, it was just a timing thing. We connected on stage. You know, I loved the band. I loved Machine Head. You know, I still, you know, I, when he started that, I was doing a band called Torque and, you know, he, wrote like machine head you know it's when i joined machine it's like man i can i don't have to get rid of my machine head sounding riff because i'm playing <laughs> the band you yeah. know love the band but yeah coming in at that time it was it was probably the uh the band lowest point you know couldn't get a deal um kind of lost direction wise and uh i don't i think i get way too much credit for 
saving the band or you you know blah 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 it's like now they made it they made a conscious effort to 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 be heavy before i joined you know dave wrote uh a lot of imperium you know yeah. they 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 made an effort to to go heavy before i think that i just kind of brought in maybe some positive energy and uh, a, a new different energy and you know because i thought i was you know, I'm stepping, this band's at its lowest point, but I'm at like my highest point musically. Right. It's just like, this is killer, right on. <laughs> you know, so I think that that dichotomy of, of energy just kind of was, was, was welcomed and kind of worked in that direction. I literally have in my notes, saved the band. <laughs> uh, like that I wrote down today. Uh, you know, the one thing that I remember, uh, you know, I, I've been a I've been a Machine Head fan since since day one. I remember the uh, the promotion for Burn My Eyes came out. It said for fans of Pantera, Sepultura, and Biohazard, and I was like, well, I'm sold, and uh, yeah, you know, right. bought the album. <laughs> and uh, cool. so I remember in 2000, uh, I looked it up roughly 2006. You guys go on tour with Lamb of God and uh, Gojira opening, which is crazy now. Um, I saw the show in Nashville and the crowd for you guys went absolutely insane. And then Rob mm -hmm. asked the crowd, how many people is this first time you've seen machine head and almost everybody cheered. And yeah, okay. I was like, I was like, wow, the, you know, the, the band is back kind of thing because I had wow. seen machine head a couple of years earlier on the burning red tour with slipknot opening. And once slipknot was done, everyone left. Like it was, it yeah, was, it was, that was crazy. It was insane. So, uh, so to see you guys opening for Lamb of God and people loving the band, uh, you definitely took a turn. Yeah, that was before the Blackening came out. That was, uh, was it raining, like pissing rain at that show? Uh, it was inside. It was an inside show. It was at the uh, place called like City Hall. It's not even there anymore. But, but yeah, it was. Uh, huh. It was definitely um yeah the trivium trivium played after us too it was Gojira, us trivium and oh my god but crazy. that was before the blackening came out so it was it was like a it was cool to see you know that happening for a fan it was awesome and to see it, it was younger kids too like you know not that i'm not that i'm old but uh it was, you know just younger kids than i getting into the band for the first time kind of thing oh you know, we've kind of talked a little bit about this, but, you know, you've been out of the band for a little bit now and, uh, you know, just kind of sitting back and being able to kind of take it in, you know, what do you, what do you reflect on with Machine Head? You know, what, uh, obviously it's taking you to so many places and, uh, and all that stuff. I think that, man, it was such a crazy ending to the band. Uh, we played our last show, you know, I quit and then I, I quit actually on the tour. I wasn't going to do the tour. I was hoping that they'd get somebody to replace me. And then Dave said, well, I'm not going to do the tour unless you do the tour. And <laughs> so if Dave left, then the tour's canceled. So we just kind of agreed to, uh, we'll, we'll honor the tour, be done. Uh, so it, the last tour, totally awkward, you know, me and Rob aren't talking. We're, you know, it's not, it's, it's not mean or anything where, you know, pass the sugar, you know, everything's, uh, but there's no talking. It's, you know, on stage is, kind of kind of forced and uh so we we finish on a saturday i get a call on sunday from carrie king to you know hey can you be out here in two days and you know gary's got this emergency he needs to go home can you learn our sit and be out in germany here in two days <laughs> so that happens it takes it into december and 
holidays and then man this so I'm, I'm sitting here now just kind of processing everything that has happened and i think that you know there's still some i want to say bitterness but just i don't know if i've, I've been able to really process every the way everything has ended and, and gone i look back at my time in the band and i'm really proud of everything that we've done and uh you know helped take this band from its lowest point to its highest point uh, wrote some amazing records, played some amazing shows. Um, so I'm trying to trying to reflect on all the positive stuff and uh, just being free now of of you know so much that it was held back towards the end in the past couple of years, three four years or whatever, and and uh, just being stress free is is what I'm kind of focusing on now just just focus on all the positive stuff that we've done and and uh move forward all the with all the fun stuff that's happening now so uh lots of opportunities yeah, so i was about to bring up yeah a lot of opportunities let's let's talk about slayer real quick um how uh, were those songs that you learned for the set were those just songs that you already knew from being a slayer fan your whole life or did you really have to you know sit down and learn man some of them were i mean there was a couple that i had i had known i'd known war ensemble I had known, you know, a lot of, uh, black magic and, but there was, there was parts where you go, Oh, I thought I knew this tune, but yeah, because then you have to learn, uh, yeah, I'm on the plane listening. And so, okay, this is what Jeff is doing. So, but when I land, it's like, okay, what is Gary playing now? You know? <laughs> and, uh, you had to really break down the song. So there was a lot of learning, but there was most of the set. I, you know, a couple of songs I hadn't, I hadn't, heard before some of the later songs that you know hey worldwide i hadn't heard before uh payback i hadn't heard before so it's it's you know you're learning a song and then you have to learn how to play it then you have to learn what your parts are you know so it's it was a lot of work it was a lot of work but luckily the songs are pretty short that's true and then also going to slayer i'm assuming they're playing what an hour hour and a half and you know you've been doing three three hour shows for the last however long so i'm sure you were like oh we're done oh that that's crazy yeah, yeah. I mean, I tell you though, it's it's an hour and a half of just it's it's unrelenting. It is just bang, bang. Sets you know songs of five, bang, 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 bang. He talks for a little bit, but you know the machine head set. We'll plus out three or four, but then Rob will talk for a bit, or we'll have a drum solo, or we'll have these long intros. You know, it, it the Slayer set went fast, but it was it was fucking. <laughs> grueling and brutal and then it's slayer you know when you you're standing next to oh here i am standing next to tom Araya, and the intro is rolling to south of heaven and i'm getting goosebumps just talking about it right now you know it's just like holy fuck i'm in fucking slayer right now i'm about to play south of heaven with you know this legendary band and then there's pyro you know then there's this insane pyro you know pentagram pyro and upside down cross you know hello waits there's you know you're literally on fire it was one of the most amazing experiences yeah i got to see them uh in august so yeah i've seen this tour and it's uh definitely definitely crazy to see those guys and uh you know they've had their ups and downs too and uh it was nice to see when i you know obviously did the quick wikipedia search on you you know now you're mm-hmm. so your your bands are now you know torque violence Machine Head and Slayer, so that's always nice, <laughs> that's right? Insane, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, four shows. I don't know if that really, you know, it, it was funny. We did, I did the 
these NAM jams and, you know, people, oh, Phil Demo, you know, and what, how do we do it? I said, just put me as violence, you know, Phil, I'm playing in violence now, formerly Machine Head, whatever, but this one guy, but, you know, Phil Demo of Slayer, you know, <laughs> like, no, I can't do that. That's so lame. That's how I'm going to build this podcast. Phil Dimmel of Slayer. <laughs> so funny. Well, cool, man. You be, you obviously, and like we said, you know, the Slayer thing, the Jam Nights, the Metal Allegiance, all that stuff. Uh, what opportunities do you have now? And uh, kind of going forward, what are your plans? Uh, you know, the violence thing is, is, is occupying some time. We've, we've got some one-offs that are coming up. You know, obviously the shows are going to be doing this. I, uh, I was going to write a solo record, uh, me and McLean are going to jam and do something. Uh, something happened at NAM um, that has the potential to be f- pretty fucking rad. So I uh, can't say nothing about it right now, but it involves a lot of heavy hitters. Uh, I won't say super group, uh, but it might have that feeling. So I'm just, you know, I've, I've done some solos for some uh, for some people can't really talk about yet so it's all kind of you know i've got the home studio up and running um probably go out and uh jam with josta do some festivals with him and do some shows with him nice um me and roy from stone sour and james lomenzo who's in uh, megadeth and bls and we might do like uh gonna do this like motorhead type rock band can't say james lomenzo and not say white lion come on now <laughs> try to keep it i'm trying to keep it you know try to keep it a little heavy hey when uh, we're, we're gonna do this when the children cry is a jam i don't care what anybody says <laughs> hey that's a great song <laughs> i actually i like that one too and uh and wait wait <laughs> i never had a chance to love you all right so we're gonna do me and uh roy and james are gonna do like a a, a motorhead type rock and roll loud rock and roll type band and just gonna just make some music with some with some friends man and have a good time and who knows who knows maybe there might be a violence record maybe there might be a violence record and uh if something comes along you know hired gun situation would you be into that you know like a like a like a band like band like Slayer comes along and says, Hey, you know, we need somebody. hundred percent. So anybody out there <laughs> You broke up a little bit there. Uh last question. Uh where will your Raiders play in uh, two thousand nineteen? Uh it's looking like maybe San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I think that'd be amazing if they did. Um I don't know what's gonna happen with that team, you know, it's so insane. It's so hard to be a fan probably the hardest fan the hardest team to be a fan of you know at least we enjoyed some of the success that i had you know in the, in the 70s and the early 80s so it's 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 tough and will you be a fan of the las vegas raiders absolutely yeah i can't i can't pull for any other team I'll watch them on TV and maybe go to a game, but I can't pull for anybody else. Well, I joke around with the guys like Chris Kale that are you know friends of mine that are in Vegas. I'm like, well, this is your one chance where you can switch teams. But then again, I guess it's also kind of your one chance to you know uh, abandon a team too. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool, man. Phil Dimmel, thanks, man, for taking the time today, and uh, and uh, you know, good luck with everything, and uh, hopefully, talk to you soon. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks for thanks <laughs> for the call. Hey, this is Kyle from Hell Yeah, and I'm with your boy Josh Toomey. We'll talk Toomey. Get it. Good afternoon, Talk To Me fans. This is Rob Rivera from the band Nonpoint, and this is my uh, Rob's Pick From The Kit segment that I do here every week or every other week whenever I 
remember to do it. Um, I want to thank my buddy Phil Demo for responding to my text, doing this interview. Uh, I hit up Josh and hey, would you like to interview Phil Demo? I figured it'd be a great time to talk about violence and about the shows coming up and about the future of Phil Demo. I've been friends with him for a very long time. I think uh, over 10 years now we've been friends. Uh, I met him in Fort Lauderdale when they were on tour with Lamb of God. And I have been friends with him ever since. And he has come up on stage and played with Nine Points, played The Reckoning, played Bullet uh, numerous times. Uh, Phil's probably one of the top five guys I've ever met out there. And one of the nice, probably one of the nicest people you would ever meet. And uh, um, just a very passionate dude about music. And, and I just I love the guy to death. And who has uh, come a long way in music, has a wonderful family, beautiful family. So I'm very happy for Phil. And uh, this week, we're going to be featuring a violent song. If nobody is familiar with it, violence is uh, Phil, Phil's old band and new band again because they are back together. They're going to do two sold-out shows in Oakland, I believe a place called The Metro, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, Phil. But um, this song is calling in the corner from their first record, Eternal Nightmare. If you do not own this record... I know there's copies of it out there if you want to get it on vinyl, even cassette. I think it's on iTunes, Spotify, um, Apple Music, whatever, wherever you listen to music, or even you just listen to it on YouTube. This is an iconic thrash album. That's probably one of the most brutal records ever put out in the thrash genre. I unfortunately never got to see Violence Live. Uh, they did reunite uh, earlier this year to do a benefit for Sean Killian. Uh, to help out with this uh, health situation and now they're going to do a two shows sold out in record time I think that it was earlier this year or was it last year that they did the benefit I'm not 100% sure I'm very bummed out I was never been able to see violence the only thing I've ever been able to see is YouTube videos and I own a violence DVD but I'm sure that those shows are just going to be legendary and just going to continue to build the legacy that violence is and the legacy that Bay Area Thrash is. Uh, Bay Area Thrash to me has always been my favorite. Uh, I think I've was meant to live in San Francisco or Oakland or wherever uh, in that area to Dublin, you know, wherever the, the guys uh, form these bands in that area. I think I was meant to live there and be in a thrash band. But um, I'm not, and um, and I'm very happy where I'm at. And I still have my thrash roots that I do in my music with Nonpoint. I still add that element to the music. And I'm just very excited for Phil. Uh, Phil, I've seen play with Machine Head uh, quite a few times because we toured with him, and I've seen Machine Head a bunch of times over the years. But anyway, I'm very happy for Phil. Thank you so much for doing this interview with us. Uh, I love you, brother, and good luck with everything in the future. And to everybody, like I said, go pick up Eternal Nightmare by Violence if you do not have this. Now, without further ado, this is Calling in the Corner from Violence's first album, Eternal Nightmare.
All right, huge thank you to Phil Dimmel of Violence, formerly of Machine Head, and even a little bit of Slayer. So hope you guys enjoyed that interview, and a huge thank you to Rob Rivera for hooking that one up. And once again, thank you to each and every one of you out there that rates, reviews, shares the podcast, lets a friend know about the show, and all that good stuff. So until next week, I am Joshua Toomey, and this has been the Talk To Me podcast.